Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online Masters of Social Work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. You're listening to a Countout Podcast. And welcome to Ring Post Radio, the only show that uh, that uh, 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 that attacks the senses. What? <laughs> Should we make people taste? Yeah, we're 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 bringing in live taste reactions. Are you calling us LSD? Uh, in a way, in a way in po- of podcasts. Yeah, we're, if we're the, so, I think it fits. We're the LSD of podcasts, where we just feel like we're a fever dream, and it will eventually make you shit. I'm Ryan Knightsey, and with me, as always, is Scotty Edwards. Is that what LSD does, or is that shrimp? I have no, no, no I, think LS, I think it's isn't peyote. Isn't LSD? I think it's peyote. Isn't LSD the one that makes you taste like colors and I, smell I, shapes? I can't, I cannot verify, uh, but through my through my college friends, I could say, depends. I guess. Oh, depends okay. on the depends on the kind well, of trip. Well, we're here. I got myself fired up. I've been coming Triple H for like a minute mm-hmm. earlier. So, yes. Otherwise, I was coming into this pretty like, whew, here we go. Mm-hmm. But that's good, right? I'm awake, kind of. Yeah. Uh, Ryan's here. I'm here. And we have a lot of topics. Uh, it's funny because we we discussed like everything throughout the week, obviously, because that's how pod good podcast hosts work. Mm-hmm. Of course, we you you know talked about it all week, not the last minute like usual. Uh, and we got a lot today, even though we don't. We have like three things, but two of them are going to take a long time. So that's yeah. fun. It wasn't like. I mean, because obviously, so, you know, most, you know, we did the AEW Double or Nothing review uh, as a solo episode that came out exclusively on the podcast feed. So uh, that was probably like the big wrestling bit that happened this week, probably. So, But obviously that got its own solo show. So without that, and then they gave us more without that. They gave us big ass news items. Uh, a, a finals for the best of super juniors and a preview of Dominion. And that's what we're going to be giving over to you folks at home. So that's what we're you're doing. welcome. Oh, you're, you're, you're welcome. Uh, you're welcome. That was not supposed to happen like that. I just was like about to choke. And who's that I character? Who's that character? Is that your new wrestler persona? No, no. Yeah. It's, um, you're Dark welcome. Scott Edwards. You know, you know how like, you're uh, so flosion or whatever the fuck. Sure. They tweet dark starlight kid instead of just starlight kid as if for some reason her name has changed mm-hmm. because she it, the name has never changed. Mm-hmm. So that's dark Scott. Yeah. All caps Scott, by the way. Do they, they say I dark starlight kid and then dark Momo? Is that is that what they do? No, just dark starlight <laughs> kid. Starlight kid. And every single time I see it, I'd be like, how how do you not know? How <laughs> do you not never... know after all this time that 
She's never been called that. They've never referred to her as Dark Star. Star oh, shit. Moonlight, Can't even say it. Moonlight Kid is right there. Hmm. Well, you know, that's fine. Yeah, no, but you, you know, SEO, do you, do you watch the boys? I watched the first two seasons. I've not seen the new stuff yet. Oh, well. Je- Jesse and I, uh, my, my, the show I was working on just, I worked my last day on Friday. And Jesse's last day on her on the movie she's working on, which I don't think I ever told you. I don't know if I'm allowed to say it on air. I guess I can say it on air. I mean, Jesse, can I say what what movie you're working on? Okay, she's she was she's been working on Guardians of the Galaxy three. Um, was it good? Jess, <laughs> Scotty wants to know if it was good. The work or the movie? The movie. <laughs> the work was good. Oh, that's good. The work was good. The moment she thought about whether or not the movie was good, a red dot, a red dot was on her forehead. Movie. That's a lie. No, like I haven't seen any of it. Like, You've seen dailies. I've seen like clips. Was Chris clips. Hemsworth there? Like the Sky wants to know if Chris Hemsworth was there. Who? The red Thor. dot. The red dot is on her forehead again. I think Kevin Feige's <laughs> in a sniper tower across the way. <laughs> Yeah. I'll take it as a yes. Yes, I know she. she I I know things that even I not, I'm not supposed to know. Well, anyways, anyways, anyways. Jesse says that she I never told me about anything. The boys. Uh, no, but yeah, I I, I have. Not oh, my whole boys. point. We're catching up with the boys. Obi Wan Kenobi. We got to watch other stuff. Yeah, well, I already watched them all. So what we do in the Either. shadows? Um, what was I talking about? You were going to reference the boys. Oh, um, there's a superhero and it called Starlight, and I was like, "Oh my god, Starlight Kid! Mm-hmm. Wow!" So she wears a darker outfit. Do I call her Dark Starlight? And that was the joke. But it, it's gone now. That was that was you know five minutes ago before we had that wonderful conversation that I never got my answers of was, was Thor there? Yeah, was he as dreamy in person as he is on TV? I don't think. Nah, he definitely is. Yeah, we all know that he is. <laughs> I don't think Jesse ever saw him. Uh, Thor, that's a shame. No, I mean, I, I mean, I, I based on the trailer for Thor, uh, three, four, Thor, 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 Thor. Uh, Thor. um, love, God and love and thunder, or whatever. Love that. and thunder. Uh, it looks like that's probably like that's the Guardians are gonna kick into the curb at, during that movie, so I don't think he's gonna be in Guardians. Today. Nah, never. Don't even say how. Don't even say that. Don't, don't you ever say that. Yeah. Uh, so look out for Jesse's name in the credits for Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy three and the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. You know what's the funniest part about all this? What's that? This is just me trying to stay away from my sadness. That is the first topic, so I don't. Well, uh, that's fair. That, that's well. That's what like, the banter is for. That's what podcasting banter. opening banter is for. To ease friendly us banter, in, ease friendly us into banter. the podcast. Get us ready for the harder topics, the more thought provoking topics. As we just the rock sort of, hard topics. Yeah, the Juice Robinson rock hard topics. God, you know, so jealous of Tony Storm to have a rock hard juice in her life. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying, Scotty? Oh, God. What? What? He's an attractive <laughs> man. Yeah, I mean, he is. Uh, okay. You, you can't say I'm wrong. You can't say I'm wrong. We just said, you just said Chris Hemsworth is attractive. Okay. Okay. Tyo. <laughs> Tyo. We can't just compare Thor and Juice Robinson. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> That's from. I think Juice would agree with that. Look, I'm no Chris Hemsworth. 
man. Oh, God. Juice just what dyes his hair blonde. And straightens <laughs> it. He's getting he got it. appendicitis, didn't he? I hope yeah. he gets well. Dude. Yeah, it seems like he's well because he has a match in like a week. Well, they could just do another vacant title match. It's not like they're not used to them by now. That's true. Um, okay, well, let's talk about... Speaking of vacant title matches... There. Nailed it, Scotty. Nailed it. That's a point well, one for you. It's incorrect because it's not vacant, but that's fine. Well, according to Chris Jericho, it's vacant because he, he you know, I don't Yeah, Do we want to get into the the confusion elements or just talk about what happened? I don't want to talk with the confusion elements. I think we're all just dumb. I think, uh, yeah, I think, I think Chris Jericho <laughs> just misspoke and misinterpreted what was happening. Chris Jericho said what we all thought anyways. Yes. And then so and, I can't, I'm not mad at him. And that created an avalanche of confusion. And now we're all here like, all right. We know what's happening. So basically, on the graphic said everything. <laughs> the, the graphic said everything. The freaking we just didn't read it. The Twitter post that uh, AEW made made it even more clear, especially on the new. Well, Japan well, the second one when they fixed the text. But yes, that's true. So uh, this is the press release coming from AEW. Uh, it says uh, uh, June fourth, Ontario, Canada, not, not Canada, California. Uh, during All Elite Wrestling's live broadcast of Rampage, baby, from Ontario Soda to Arena, AEW World Champion CM Punk announced that due to injury, uh, which he referenced as a, a broken foot, uh, he would be out of action indefinitely. Uh, however, he would not be relinquishing the AEW World Championship. Uh, following this development, AEW President and General Manager Tony Khan has announced the AEW Interim World Championship Eliminator Series beginning this Wednesday at AEW Dynamite and TBS. So before we talk about the Eliminator, Eliminator Series part of it, Scotty, let's talk about CM Punk um, uh, going on the shelf for a little bit. I did a little bit of prelim Google searching uh, and just saw that like how long it takes to, to heal from a broken foot. I saw anywhere between 4 to 6 weeks and 10 to 12 weeks. So we're talking 4 to 12 weeks. Uh, for that's this, not bad for this thing. So I understand why they're doing interim if that's the case. Yeah, yeah, because uh, I mean, if it's four to six weeks, three weeks from now is Forbidden Door, uh, and if you want the AEW title match on Forbidden Door, you need to have an interim champion. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's, I, that's part of it. Obviously, he kept it very, uh, very brief in what the exact injury was. He was like. Yeah, I got some broken bones and, you know, I'm just thinking here, okay, well, that could be anything. But as we know, it was his foot. Um, So that time frame isn't all that bad. Kind of sets him up for a potential undisputed title match against. um, Sorry, it sets him up for a title match against. Whoever the interim champion is at all out, which I think is a big main event, no matter how you slice it, no matter who it is. Um, so it kind of works out in that uh, that way. Obviously, it's hard to get mad at the handling of AEW here because I didn't see someone make a good point of like, this is kind of one of their problems of they do have the tough time of wanting to do big wrestler versus big wrestler sometimes which is something matches. We, which is something we all want i mean yeah well it's we all want but doing the battle royal instantly makes you think okay well we're probably not going to get a big 
big match. We're probably going to get a really good match because I think John Moxley alone has been fantastic this year. But the the difficulty in booking the situation has been very clear to me for them. I mean, obviously they've never had to deal with something like this. They've dealt with an interim champion for the TNT title, but like that was just useless. That was that was seemingly part of the storyline. It felt like so just because uh, what Cody have to miss a show. Is that what happened? Um, yeah, I think the idea was that he got COVID. Uh, right. So he, right. Like, he basically so had like, to miss, a, a miss a match. He had to miss battle of the belts, I think. So he, so he yeah, missed the defense. My, it sounds silly, but my main problem with this is having two world title belts out in the world. Sure. I just hate that, but that's just me complaining, I guess. So, it's fine. Uh, I'm looking forward to this tournament, though, or this mini tournament, because we're going to get probably three excellent matches out of it. it you, you have to make the best out of a crappy situation. Obviously, we all wish CM Punk was wrestling. Obviously, we wish he didn't have to miss a beat. And I do, I actually do like not rule, making him relinquish the title if you think he's going to be back within two to three months uh but had it been any longer i think you had to have rolling wish so yeah i mean to put it in perspective i mean four weeks from now is let me pull up a calendar here for i mean I, you know it, the reason it said four to six weeks between 10 and 12 weeks is just like 10 and 12 is like if it's worse which and i'm no doctor but the man was walking around at the very least so i don't know if you can walk around on a really bad broken foot but what do I know? Anyways, uh, so four to six weeks, that would put at one, one, two, three, four, like roughly July 1st. That's after Forbidden Door, obviously. Um, it would be four weeks, and then six weeks is right before G1 Climax. Uh, 10 to 12 weeks is seven, eight, nine. Uh, 10, that's eight, August 12th. You know, we're, we're going into maybe, probably not uh, missing... AEW all out, um, but he'll. Probably, I think he'll be back for it. I think I also think he'll be back here for it. It's mainly just he's missing Forbidden Door, uh, and it's the same thing. And something that they've done before, which is same like you reference of Cody. If they schedule a title match and the champion can't make it, instead of stripping the champion of the title, they've decided they decide to just do interim title matches. So that the the important thing of having the title match is still happening. It's just yeah. maybe slightly different competitors and stuff. Um, yeah. Which yeah. is, and, and, and to be fair, it's like everybody has their own like ish take on that. Would you, would you rather have CM Punk stripped of the championship or would you rather have just an interim champion, which with the promise of that champion facing CM Punk at some point? I mean, I don't know. I personally, I don't necessarily like two world championships, but I also like the idea of like, oh, here's a match. And then we know for a fact that a CM Punk title match yeah. is happening down the road when he comes back. So it's just sort of like, you know, what what do you what do you sort of like? So. Here's the way I think I think this is the best way to look at it as to why they're doing it. CM Punk's not going to be the first time first ever two time AEW world champion. No, he should. Um now there's a chance that someone in this tournament 
it comes in, but you can also say he's not truly a two-time world champion because he is an interim. Mm-hmm. So you have that little trick here, say, if a John Moxley were to win, you'd say, well, he did have it a second time, but he wasn't a two-time yeah. AW world champion. You can actually uh, the answer. Yeah, exactly. CM Punk, he has this one title reign, it feels like, and then he'll settle. He'll, uh, I don't want to say he'll settle down, but he'll probably be done with title matches after the rain i'm thinking probably he won't be a two-time champion that's what i'm saying so his that alone his purpose in this promotion is just put over talent put over young new yeah so again i understand why it's interim do i love two world title belts no but now you have a guaranteed big match when cm punk is back it's going to be a massive match. It doesn't really matter who wins the title because at least based off the three names we have now, it's going to be a great match. But I think we can, I think you and me could start to kind of limit to who we think will really be winning this. Now I, yeah. I do want to say, I wouldn't be shocked if the battle Royal person won. Me neither. I think I think a lot of people are overlooking it. Yes, I agree. Um, so the Eliminator series is happening. Uh, will be on this upcoming Wednesday. Uh, Dynamite. Uh, this is from the press release as well. An exciting battle royal featuring many of the top competitors in AEW, which will open the broadcast of AEW Dynamite June 8th from the Bobby Blah in Independence, Missouri, with the winner advancing to compete in the main event. That same night, the winner of the Battle Royal will meet former AEW World Champion and number one ranked John Moxley. That also played into the confusion is how does John yeah. Moxley suddenly number one? Tony Khan explained it. Basically, he was in the tag team division. Now he's back in the singles division. He immediately goes to number one. Um, I, I people appreciate have their about that. the explanation. You just should have had it out beforehand. Agreed. Uh, so then they'll face John Moxley in a main event of Dynamite with the winner advancing to compete for the interim AEW World Championship at Forbidden Door. So on Dynamite, we are going to have a battle royal to open the show, uh, and then the show commences. The winner of that battle royal will face John Moxley in the main event, where the winner of that match will go on to Forbidden Door to fight for the interim AEW World Championship. Thoughts on that first half of the equation, Scotty? <sighs> Okay, many thoughts on this. Because a lot of people were like, why are you making it so difficult? Why wouldn't you just do John Moxley? It's about booking a big match, people. Come on. like NBA Finals and uh, NHL. (laughs) It's about the ratings. It's always about the ratings. AEW has been about the TV ratings since day one. Like, come on! Their ratings it's are so gonna, easy. We all know their ratings are. We all know that the ratings are going to drop next week because of the two things I mentioned. Yeah. So they are trying to preempt that by yeah. adding a cool ass thing here. They got lucky. Let's just be honest. They got in in some ways they got lucky of booking a big couple matches. Obviously, they didn't get lucky in the fact of CM Punk being out. And as a big CM Punk fan, I am devastated. I was devastated because of the way he tweeted and tried to make me think he was retiring. Mm-hmm. But that's that's beside the point. So in some ways, they got lucky in that, okay, now you have two big matches to build your show around. You have Hangman Page starting his Forbidden Door journey. You got a lot going on in that show. Mm-hmm. But I do have to say that 
it's a good move. It is. It's a very good move. Yeah. People, again, will be mad with the Battle Royal thing. That's whatever. But they've done Casino Battle Royals to decide an AEW World Title Challenger. Adam for Page. Years now. Adam Page, double or nothing 2019. The very yeah, first thing. Like, Adam Page wins a Battle Royal. Jericho beats Omega. They move on to the, the title. Yeah. Okay, so John Moxley didn't have to beat anyone. Whatever. I don't need him to beat anyone. He's been that good this year, truthfully. Mm-hmm. So I think to me, un- I think he's undefeated in singles competition this year. Yeah, he beat Brian Danielson. I think that sells you enough. So to me, it's a good move. You make that show extra exciting because now you have a battle royal to start the show. You're going mm-hmm. to make someone that night, hopefully. That's what I'm hoping they do. You can make someone with a gutsy battle royal win and then going into the main event and wrestling for 15 minutes against John Moxley, win or lose. You put a Ricky Starks in there. You put a, I don't know. They have a, a, very Don, big a Dante. No, don't put Dante Martin. Please. I, 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 we, we need to chill on the Dante Martin singles title matches, please. That's right. Uh, this I got enough this week, uh, but but no, this is back J- Jungle point. Boy. Jungle? Well, he he fits that mold. Fits that mold. I'm trying to think of more people that fit that mold. Jungle Boy, Eddie Kingston, who's already oh. kind of made, but always an option. Brian uh, Danielson. Be, he, well, well, he doesn't need to be made, but it'd be a great match. I think they should do Danielson versus uh, Mox if they just want to get crazy. Uh, but you got him. You can do Eddie versus Mox uh, is also crazy. What other wrestlers? What other? You could also just do Chris Jericho and Mox. Yeah, yeah, I've heard things about Jericho well, uh, regarding yeah. the title, um, which is pretty much he doesn't want it. I I think for me the more the the thought process is, and I think AEW would be smart in doing something like this is picking guys that are already New Japan approved to win the battle. Yeah. Royal. So yeah. we're talking uh, Jericho. We're talking Eddie Kingston. Talking maybe maybe Wheeler Yuta shows back up and wins it. Mm-hmm. That could be fun. Uh, you know, uh, maybe it's uh, you know Danielson probably New Japan approved. No matter what, I'm sure he's uh, you know anyone approved. that's been on New Japan broadcasting. So that's right. We're gonna get Nick Camarado coming out here and winning the Battle Royal, baby. That's what I'm talking about. QT Marshall, Aaron Solo. I think I joke about that, but legitimately, um, because uh, New Japan doesn't take everybody, they get their own, own approved guys. They would have to have someone, no matter what, you, no matter what way you slice it, they want to have a ma- main event match for the AEW World Title approved on their end too, right? It can't be any old schlub from AEW, so it's going to be someone that New Japan also approves. So. Thinking of people that they've already approved, I think Eddie right. Kingston, Brian Danielson, Jericho, that could be we, fun. All that stuff could be good. Let's just be honest with ourselves. I mean, if I had to pick a, if I had to guess who probably wins it, I think it's going to be Adam Cole. <laughs> I don't think he, is, he should he is be. New Japan approved. He is New Japan approved. I don't think it should be, obviously, for reasons that I don't need to explain because yeah. of how off he's been really for the past year even i I don't even know if it's just it's an AEW time it's especially his AEW time uh 
but he just feels like the guy that they'll put in that match, at least in the Moxie match. Um, I think I think you should make a star though if you can. Obviously, um, Darby's also an option. I think I could see in that match. There's a lot of ways to go. That's the beauty of having the stacked roster. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of what match are you willing to put on free TV with no buildup? I think there's also uh, the the. I mean, we'll get to it when we have when we talk about his topic. But there's also the elephant in the room about the battle royal about. Some people saying like, oh, what if MJF comes back? Which, you know, maybe if they were, if AEW was thinking about it and, you know, knew that there was an injury with his CM Punk's foot and that maybe that's why they fast track the MJF return promo bit and to, so they can return him again for this battle royal. You know, maybe that's that's that. But do you think there's any chance MJF is in this battle royal and do you think he could win? I think if he didn't, he wins. But I don't think he's going to be in it. Yeah, me neither. That's the best way to look at it. I think kind of like the Wardlow situation. Like, if Wardlow was in it, I don't know how you don't have him win, especially after him pretty much squashing MJF last weekend. Uh, The Wardlow thing is always fun to me because I've I've seen people tweet like, why not Wardlow? And I'm like, do you understand what you're dealing with here? Mm -hmm. Like, Wardlow's in this interesting spot in his growth right where if you rush him too fast you could be in trouble but if you hold him too back too long you could also be in trouble i just don't think you should have him in this match obviously it's gonna be hard to avoid it because he's in the rankings Mm -hmm. but i think he should avoid i mean hangman page is in it just announce a match for wardlow and then we're like oh okay yeah he already had a match scheduled. It's very easy. Uh, I think you, if you can, maybe get a New Japan talent in there. Ooh, in that, that's in that interesting. Battle Royal with the chance of a New Japan versus New Japan wrestler just in people's heads. Yeah. That could be the interim AEW world champion. Obviously, a lot of their talent are over in Japan now for Dominion, mm-hmm. but there's people over here. You know, there's people. New Japan strong guys, you know, bring in, bring in, bring in uh, Fred Rosser. on the pay-per-view? What's that? Is Ishii scheduled for Dominion? Uh, let me give me one second. I'll look it up. I don't think he is. Because he could be one that you could toss in there if you wanted to. And obviously, I don't think Ishii's going to win or anything. But I'm just thinking of like New Japan guys to kind of fill in, file in there. To add a little jazz, add a little drama to that battle royal because I think that's the interesting game we're playing here. Uh, obviously, there's a chance the interim AEW World Champion is going to be a New Japan Pro Wrestling wrestler, which is very cool. Uh, Ichi is not on Dominion, and just because I was thinking about it as well, Suzuki is also not on Dominion. All right, so you could always throttle them in there if you wanted to as well. I think um, that'd be a smart idea. Ob- because I don't want to hear people be like, well, he's not. Hiroki Goto's in this tournament, so shut up. Like, I don't. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about him. But real quickly before we talk about that, your mic has yeah. a little bit of fuzz. Do you want to uh, log uh, yeah. off or, or, what, or fix, yeah. Yeah, fix yeah. mic stuff? Um, uh, as, Mike, as, uh, as you're fixing your mic stuff. Oh, well, there we go. I'm here. 
We'll do that. Um, let's talk about the uh, New Japan side of it all. New Japan side of it all. Meanwhile, on June 12th at New Japan Pro Wrestling's uh, Dominion event from the historic Osaka-Jo Hall, highly decorated New Japan stars and longtime rivals Hiroshi Tanahashi and Hiroki Goto will face off in an eliminator match for the interim AEW World Championship with the winner also advancing to Forbidden Door on June 26th, live on pay-per-view. So on the New Japan side, Tanahashi kind of weirdly loses his match that was scheduled, and now he has to <laughs> fight for that chance again against Hiroki Goto. So, yeah. Scotty, Hiroki Goto, Tanahashi, who you got? One is my mic better. Uh, Sounds maybe a little bit better? A little bit? Yes. Hello, hello, yeah, hello? That sounds better. All right, cool, cool, cool. Uh, I mean, obviously, Tanahashi's going to win. <laughs> I saw some people be like, oh, did they switch it so that, like, Goto, because maybe they don't want someone to beat Tanahashi? I was like, Tanahashi lost to Chase Owens, man, in the G1. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Anyone that's in that AEW uh, respect situation, like, who's ever representing AEW, is not going to be worse than Chase Owens. I can guarantee you that. Sure. Yeah. I, just, I, it's Hiroki Goto. needed to say. It, it just feels weird because people are like, Hiroki Goto, what does he have to do? It's, it's Hiroki Goto. He's the only guy that was available that didn't have a match at Dominion. Well, maybe Ishii, maybe Suzuki, but they could just well, be in America. Just did Ishii. Too. That's true. They just, yeah, you have you're to right. work with New Japan here. You got to work with New Japan. Here. That's true. That's true. And, the, and New Japan or someone, someone said, you know what? Let's throw in Goto. And Goto said, all right, I'm going to stop hanging out with my kids. I'm going to go in. I don't think that's actually what happened. What do you think happened? <laughs> I think he found out when he woke up. <laughs> all right. All right. I'll wrestle Tanahashi. He's like, oh, I'm wrestling. Do you think Goto knows what AEW is? Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe. He saw Yuta and was like, oh, Ring of Honor. I know what Ring of Honor is. What is does Goto? I don't know. He, doesn't, he, he always hated coming over for the tour, I'm pretty sure. Maybe. I don't even remember him coming over for a tour for, to begin he with. He did some Ring of Honor tours, I'm pretty sure, like for the uh, War of the Worlds. Let me look this yeah. up. Let me look up. Let me, what do you think? Who do you th- What Ring of Honor? Uh, Probably like Punishment Martinez. <laughs> I mean that would be a good match though. I mean I'm not gonna lie, that's gonna be a that's gonna remember, be a pretty good match. I remember one of the shows I went to. I think they did Jay White versus Punishment Martinez. That was before Jay White had a beard, mm-hmm. so you can only imagine my interest level in that. Uh, he had a couple tours. You know, War, War of the Worlds, where he fought for the World Six Man Tag Titles. Let's see, he a Bully Ray and the Briscoes. That's good. Uh, uh, what else we got? Hiro- a singles match: Hiroki Goto versus Shane Taylor in 2017. Oh, Jesus Christ! Never. Here we go. Ring of Honor slash New Japan Honor Rising Japan Night Two. This is in Korokin Hall in Tokyo. Never open weight title match: Hiroki Goto versus Punishment Martinez. I knew it happened. <laughs> um, oh boy, that was in 2017. But that was but that was Japan, right? That was Japan. Uh, let's was see. Japan. Jay Lethal versus Hiroki Goto in Sam's Town Hotel and Gambling Hall in Las Vegas for the Ring of Honor World Title. Hiroki Goto versus Dalton Castle for the Ring of Honor 14th Anniversary Show. What? A, holy crap! Oh my! What is this? Oh, <laughs> just the the insanity that is. What has he got in 2015? 
Hiroki Goto versus Michael Elgin. Uh, Hiroki Goto and the Briscoes versus Okada, Beretta, and Rocky Romero. Ah, that's interesting. Anyway. Anyway. I think Goto's they find like, okay, well, if now Moxley or company has to earn their way, Tanahashi now does too with CM Punk out of the yeah. conversation. I think it's fine. Adds another match to Dominion that's of my interest, at least, because let's be honest, there aren't as many as I would hope that are of my interest on that show. So And it gets it gets AEW fans to be like, maybe I should watch Dominion for this one match because yeah. You know, it has yeah. something I'm I mean, you in. should probably watch it anyways, because I'm sure someone's going to show up uh, from the AEW roster for that show. MJF. Uh, maybe it's just a John Moxley or someone now at this point, but I think there's going to be a lot of surprises at Dominion, despite the card not being all that wonderful, which we'll get into later, mm-hmm. of course. Uh, but Overall, I think we're just going to get to like what we think the finals will be. Yeah. And so Forbidden I Door, I mean, it's, I mean, it realistically, it's and that's, that's what I'm thinking. I think it's going to be times are you going to like hide from this match, <laughs> which Moxley, if I'm not mistaken, Moxley Tanahashi is a match that's never happened. So no, they've just teased it a million times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it works. It works perfectly. And th- all that's that being said, unless it's like someone else, like, Jericho, that's uh, that's up there, but we've already done that match. Moxley, yeah, Moxley, that. and Tanahashi is another dream match, legit dream match for the title. It's been teased before. Main event caliber. Now it's for a title. Before it would have just probably been for a, a singles match, U.S. title, if anything. Oh, that's true. Now it's for a world title for AEW. That's way bigger, way bigger stage. It's Tanahashi for the Forbidden Door. The guy who coined the phrase. Uh, it, versus Moxley. It's kind of like I t- I talked to some people about this this week. It's kind of ace versus ace in that aspect because Moxley's kind of been the ace for AEW since he showed up. Yeah. Uh, you know, as that baby face, you know, kind of badass who has a lot of great matches and you can fill him into every role. Mm-hmm. That's literally what Tanahashi has been forever. Yeah. So I think it's a perfect way to go. You, you can go a trustworthy route. Um, I like, the, obviously this isn't going to happen because he won't be on TV every single week for them, but like Tanahashi being the surprise win would be really cool. And I'm not ruling it out. I'm not ruling it out, but I do think that they will not do it because they'll want the champion around a lot. But at the same time, New Japan, how much are you actually going to use him, except for the G1? How much are you going to use Tanahashi? That's interesting, because I'm on the Tanahashi side of the fence that I legit think that it would be a smart idea to put Tanahashi, give him a I do, title. too. I agree. I just don't know if they will do it because of that reason. He won't be here all the time. Yes. The G1 starts all those factors that go into this. They're not going to keep Tanahashi out of G1. So my thought is uh, of why you should put the title on Tanahashi is one lineage. Yes, it's an interim title. Uh, so there's a little bit of an asterisk, but you can have the image of a new Japan star of Hiroshi Tanahashi having you holding your title, yeah. uh, uh, holding your AW world title, not only in America, but also in Japan. Um, yeah. You know, two, 
it, it continues, and you know, we all know TK does this a lot. He wants if he if he promises a match to the fans, the moment he announces a match, he yeah. is hell bent on making sure that, that match happens because he wants to make sure that we deliver the match. So the only way to continue having Punk versus Tanahashi is if Tanahashi wins here, so yeah. that we can have that match down the line. Um, and like we said. Four to six Man. weeks, Forbidden Door happens, Tanahashi wins, they can do the title match on television before the G1 Climax starts. And if they if Punk is not ready by then, then that's I think that's fine. Have your world title in the G1 fucking Climax, right? I mean, you're doing this sort of Japanese expansion a little bit. You have to remember, though, Tony Khan does not like when his wrestlers lose. Sure, sure. But I, at the same time, does it matter He's because world champion now, <laughs> but it doesn't. But, but my argument is, does it ultimately matter because he's just going to come back and lose to punk? So, yeah, you're right. But what if, what if, what if Tanahashi's losing to Chase Owens again? I'm pretty sure that's not happening. <laughs> I mean, I hope Chase Owens doesn't touch the tournament this year. But, <laughs> I have but. a feeling Chase Owens is not going to be in the tournament. It like, they're they're heavily teasing El Fantasmo, and that also makes me think like Hanari is out and uh, Chase Owens is out. Like, oh, there's a lot of people that are going to be out because they're going to be putting in Good. AW guys. They're going to be putting in uh, Gl- Shima probably. Oh, that'd be good. I think it's T Hawk actually. T Hawk. I think they've already like openly said T Hawk, and I think they said Jake Lee from All Japan. They've teased him a lot. Okay, that's good. Which would be big change up and then you add a brian danielson in there and we have a party oh you probably also uh, add legitimately probably add an impact guy in there as well don't know who but you probably would um Alexander? no he's world champion you don't you don't you, you just don't. told me you just told me the aw world champion could be That's in fair. there it's interim it's interim so i don't it's it doesn't matter anyways guys <laughs> my my th- whole thing is Let's have fun with it. It's an interim title that yeah. we know for a fact that he's eventually going to lose to Punk. So who gives a shit? Let's just have Tanahashi hold our championship. I'm with you, man. I love the idea. Tanahashi's never a bad choice, but I'm very much. The, you're right. The safe bet is Moxley. That's the I, easy I, safe I, bet. I, I, but let's have Moxley. fun here. Come on. Play in the space. It's fun, but. But I think you can get that match one way or the other. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of having to book it and have Tanahashi come over. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it's something you can do. Uh, and then, like, with Moxley, Punk versus Moxley is a match that's obviously going to happen. It's like the first yeah. guy he teased wrestling against for the title. It was like Danielson, Moxley, blah, blah, blah. Himself. So on and so sure. forth. People of that. Yeah. Like. So it's like. All WWE guys. It's a win-win, truthfully, to me. Yeah, let's get fun, have Tanahashi be AEW World Champion. That'd be awesome. It'd be awesome. It's interim. It doesn't matter. Let's just do it. I get it. I get it. But it also, it's interim, so you can put it on Moxley and say he's not a two-time world champion. Like, there's there's all the ways you can go here. Yeah. Uh, I think it's either of these two options. I think these are the only two options. I think that... You can again still make a star without having anyone beat Moxley because you have them go through that first match, wrestle an hour and a half later, and go through another great match. Like it, it works out. Mm-hmm. It works out really well. So just use this tournament to elevate someone. Yeah. 
Uh, you could still have that great Moxley Tanahashi match, which, by the way, I don't think should main event Forbidden Door anymore because I think that was the main event, Punk versus Tanahashi. Mm-hmm. I think now that it's an interim title, no one besides Kazuchika Okada should be main eventing that show um, against a potential Hangman Page or someone else, obviously. Uh, it, it, You know, people were, after Dave was like, oh, it wasn't Hangman Page. I was like, Come on, man. He's fighting David Finley on Dynamite this week. You think I'm supposed to just act like he's not getting a big match? He's already wrestling a New Japan guy. It just feels like that's the way to go. And if that is the match, it should absolutely main event over Moxley versus Tanahashi due to it being the official champion, Okada, here in the States in a world title match. I just feel like you got to do it. Yeah, I mean... If it, yeah, it's assumingly it's also for the IWGP world title as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, if it's for the title, if it's yeah. not for the title, then I don't know. Moxley Tanahashi for an interim title on a on a pay per view that was termed by Tanahashi himself. He was the first guy announced for like for this show. This was the first match kind of announced for this show. I don't know. It feels like this is your main event. They typically, AEW typically announces the main event first before the match ever announces anything else. I just feel like yeah, it's going to be they that. lost CM Punk. I think, I think he's just... Hangman Page was just the AEW world champion. Yeah, but this is a new champion. We know for a fact there'll be a new interim champion. It's not, champion. though. It's an interim champion. So a new like, interim that champion. That interim title, I feel like, can't main event over the IWGP yeah. World Heavyweight Championship match. If it wasn't interim, I'd be like, yeah, hell yeah, go for it. But it is interim. If this was for the vacant AEW World Championship, yeah, this is main event because you're guaranteed a new champion. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you're guaranteed a new interim champion, but it's like, okay, well, this is the placeholder till we get to that match. Yeah. yeah. So, listen, they have two wins. If those are the two title matches they're deciding, between, yeah, no matter what, a, they're not losing. <laughs> Let me get that. No one's losing clear. here. It's a win-win. Uh, yeah, it's a win-win. But I do think I do think Moxley wins. Um, I do hope Tanahashi wins because of fun, but. I'm I'm, I'm putting I'm putting all my marbles on Tanahashi. All you, you, my, put, you got the, you're pushing your chips in the middle on Tanahashi. Yeah, all my all my all doubloons. I'm going, going all in. I'm going all I I think I might you know what? I might be going double or nothing. Uh Do they have all in name back. Can they do all in again? Technically, yes. I don't know why you would. Uh they they've been teasing it along like there's being the elite content and stuff. They've been teasing the oh. all in name interesting well anyways i anyways. i i fully believe well i also it's not just have fun i do think that they should do tanahashi i get it you might not necessarily have him on tv all the time you also don't necessarily have beforehand you didn't have your world champion on tv all the time and if he's in the g1 then punk also might be coming back while he's in the g1 and then you have punk back so well, i will say the moment that all the punk stuff was teased i instantly just thought moxley because yeah. You gotta, you got, you gotta strap the title onto someone that can, you know, kind of settle you down a little bit. He feels like that guy, but Tanahashi would be great. Uh, Moxley would be great. Or if they want to surprise us, that would also be great. I will not complain with a surprise either. 
Well, I mean, what is interesting is uh, there's probably at least one person that is probably upset about this potential match because the potential match could be an ex-WWE guy versus an outsider New Japan guy. And that man that's probably going to be upset about that title match is probably one Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Uh, You know, a story that, you know, (laughs) three days ago, Scotty, this story was like, our our headlining story, the biggest story happening in wrestling, and then immediately out like it feels like weak old information, which in a way it it almost does. is, but it is. Uh, it, is it though? <laughs> in the in the sense that it, there was stuff that happened double or nothing, but then Wednesday happened, and there was even more nonsense that happened Wednesday. Holy oh, it exploded crap! Exploded the wrestling world. <laughs> it, oh my god! People lost their entire gourds. Um, uh, you would have thought he like ended the pro wrestling business as we know it. <laughs> People, it, it it's so crazy because it it brought up the the noise of man, this guy's reaching the casual fan, and a term the wrestling community loves so much. It's true though, because my dad watched it, and your <laughs> and, and your dad hates wrestling. No, he doesn't hate wrestling, but he doesn't watch it. He doesn't really watch it anymore. But he saw the. I'm sure he like you know probably follows something on whatever, and it just popped up, so he watched it, and he literally texted me. He was like, "That was fantastic." Yeah, and I was like, "Damn!" If if he's saying that, you know, who's he's not watching? He's not going out of his way to see it. He probably had no idea that this was happening. Then, to me, that tells you how successful it was. Yeah. I think this is an all-time promo. This is a very successful promo from MJF. Obviously, if you it's don't all know, follow up for me. All about follow up, all timer. Uh, that's probably that's probably also true. Uh, well, I mean, the fallout for the pipe bomb wasn't that great. Uh, but uh, well, it's, well, no, uh, but that month of. was. That month you was. had the month where he won the title, and that solidified. Okay, that's true. It was great. That's true. Um, yeah. Everything so if you if you don't know, on Wednesday, MJF cut a massive pipe bomb-esque promo uh, a lot of people obviously compared it to the pipe bomb from C- cm punk uh, i was getting rick flair vibes a little bit just when he was doing the the uh, uh, uh doing the classic better than you and he was just the, the shaking the, he had the rick flair shakes when rick flair is real heated up uh um, yeah, I, I got some piper vibes in there you got piper vibes in there uh some great plenty of punk vibes too. plenty of punk vibes um some straight up references there was someone on reddit that that took clips from the pipe bomb promo and what MJF said and said that there was, there was some stuff said basically word for word. And there was some stuff that were basically the same exact, you know, definition. Uh, so that was interesting that that aspect to it all. Um, I, obviously this whole situation, we talked about it felt like a little bit of a work at the time, a little bit of a shoot. Now it definitely looks like, you know, maybe if it was a shoot, it's become a work. People don't know at this point. The roster doesn't know. There's been reports of the roster not even sure what the hell is happening because MJF has said this sort of stuff to them. Were they? Was he working them? They don't even know. No one freaking knows what's happening here. And then you obviously get the Punk injury, which I think I think Punk also kind of played into the MJF stuff. I I think this is great. I think this is the this is the start of a great kayfabe summer, uh, and I'm into it, baby. Uh. There was a lot to dissect in his promo. Oh yeah. The the best way to really just recognize it was saying it was great. 
and we will see if it gets to an all-time promo level with how the story of MJF goes. Right? You can't you can't go from this to and in the end, I don't think that if he were to leave for WWE that this promo loses its luster, like some people have said. It's just it definitely doesn't look good on AEW's part because you can't let this happen and then that happen. My thought is that he might have signed a new deal to make this happen. An, an, the, a new a new new deal? A new new deal. Okay. Because I feel like Tony Khan doesn't say after unless this has been the story the whole time of him doing the airplane thing, which is very possible because I said to you, this is the this is the equivalent of a great wrestling story where you have to work everyone. Not only the fans, you have to work the dirt sheets. You have to work the people that are reporting on this. Do I, am I saying that I think the dirt sheets have been worked? No, I think they probably talked to a lot of sources about the airplane stuff and all that. And I could also believe they went that extra mile to book an airplane ticket to sell it. I can believe that because this is what Tony Khan lives and breathes. He like, this is what he wants. He is so invested in every story he's doing. And this might be the most invested he's been. He even said in the presser that he's like, I think it's good that there is a bleeding of reality into these stories. And so right. I, I fully think it's like, no, I don't. Do I think Sean Ross Sapp got fake information or whatever? No, no. I think that plane ticket was real. I think they legit bought a plane ticket for this because yes. what's, uh, uh, you know, 500 bucks versus a bunch of money, <laughs> you know, a billion right. dollars, like, million dollars. That's that's the way to look at it because I think there's a lot of truth to, I think there's plenty of truth to, you know, Sean Ross Sapp reporting that. Like yeah. I believed everything he said. Yeah. Because that's probably what he was told by multiple people, like he said. But could that ticket be part of the story? Absolutely. I think it absolutely could. 100%. Um, and it could be real, too. We don't We don't know. We don't know. Uh, and isn't that good? You know what that is, Scotty? Is That's kayfabe. Yeah. That's You're kayfabe. blurring the lines. This is- MJF has blurred the lines to perfection that there is no line. It is completely blurred out. It is just, this is wrestling. This is MJF going that extra mile. And let's get to that promo, right? Let's get to that promo. We, we know the story leading up to this. Yeah. And the way they announced it on for the show was they didn't say anything in the tweet. They just posted the image that MJF will speak. And everyone said, oh, shit. Strap. Yeah, yeah, let's let's strap in. All right, here we go. And who I you know, I knew he wasn't gonna let us down. No, in his his delivery and where he went with it, but he went a lot of places with it. Some places I think some people didn't notice, some places I probably didn't notice myself. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the the liners about the WWE guys coming in and getting more money, that is one both truthful, but also real. That got him cheered, which we'll We'll, we'll we'll talk talk about about. that part. But he did the you people shtick, which I popped for Mm -hmm. because I was like, this guy 
is working us all right and he says he wants to leave and he wants to go to that he's pretty much saying i want to go to wwe that's the whole that's the whole point right? he's been saying that for him months leaving him leaving means he goes there yeah and adding that you people part into the promo was perfection because that's the WWE. That's the classic WWE yeah. promo and, that we say for their heels. He did the you people promo and he got cheers. That's that's WWE booking, baby. <laughs> yeah, it, it works out perfectly. I mean, there's so many ways to go here. Uh, we can start really anywhere. I have oh, a, man. I have the text it's, up in front of me for yeah, br- break it so. down, <laughs> break yeah, it down for paragraph for paragraph. The early parts were like, you know, kind of like, oh, well, this is, you know, basic what you expected. And then bam, bam, Well, let's bam, talk about bam. let's talk about the early part is that what do you think about having this promo happen so soon after doing a stretcher job at the pay-per-view? Like that was I the opening line is I'm in a lot of pain right now after what happened on Sunday. Yeah, he went out on a stretcher. And now he's back walking around. Is that, you know, do you have any sort of like things about that? A lot of people had hangups about it. I don't think it matters no. personally. No, I didn't think it mattered because it was just power bomb. <laughs> it's not like I watched him get thrown through the stage. Like, yeah, he's hurt. And maybe he didn't want to walk away. Maybe he asked for the stretcher. <laughs> they didn't even put the mask on right. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Like, I, I don't, that part did not bother me whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm uh mjf goes on talking about all friends wrestling everybody was handing their ticket except for me that was great because it's true that's a very uh his friend's gone (laughs) yeah it's true his friend well he betrayed his friend to be fair no but non like non-kayfabe wise that's just that was the reason he was here but also all friends wrestling that's a that was a big cornet line uh back back in the day uh, Back in the day. of what this company was, all friends wrestling. Uh, it so, is so we're referencing Cornet. We're referencing Cornet there, especially early on. It was it was really all friends wrestling. Every time I come out here, I'm not expected to hit home runs. I'm expected the expected grand slams. Now there is a show called Grand Slam. There is, there is. Uh, I, I do think if, that was more of just the home run to grand slam ratio, but it does make you think like it does make could it, that be the spot in the same week where Tony Khan saying like, yeah, we're gonna return to grand slam, and I want it to be a big show. <laughs> that you know, just yeah. things I makes you think, makes you think, makes you think, makes you think. Um, uh, what else? What do they got here? Um, do, 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 do. It's funny that I hear booze, but I also hear clapping. So yes, so there's that aspect, is that some people feel that uh, MJF got a little babied faced, babied faced out there, and, and you're healing the uh, AEW. Do you feel that that was the case for you? Do you, you know, Are you cheering for MJF here? Do you agree with what he's saying? How do you think, do you think that's the right idea to do? Dude, I'm a wrestling fan in 2022. I like cheering heels is just a thing nowadays. So like, but not MJF. You never really, we never really well, cheered MJF, MJF. But there's some people. I mean, it's a lot less than usual. Mm-hmm. But there is a reality that MJF could be as good a babyface as there was a heel. And when you're doing a pipe bomb promo which made CM Punk go from great 
indie wrestler to pretty much cult hero in professional wrestling, Mm -hmm. you kind of know where you're going. You kind of know what's going to happen because you're going to use a lot of facts in this promo. You're going to use a lot of truths. And if you're turning the company and the corporation heel, I think that's okay. I, I, I think it's okay that people might see AEW as the bad guy now because let's be honest, no one's actually going to see them as the bad guy now. It's just not going to happen. People are going to watch every single week. They're going to love it every single week. They're not going to care. If this is the one storyline where they're the heel, it's okay. Should MJF be a baby face right now? No, but I think, again, he can play right down the middle. That's literally what he does in his career. Everything you he does, you ask yourself, is this real or fake? You never know. So why can't he just be the guy right down the middle? He's going to say that he hates the fans. He's going to say things that piss them off. But if they cheer him, it's not his fault. I think in the end, he's still going to be a heel because you once you pit him against a hangman page or a CM Punk, or an Eddie Kingston, Wardlow, yeah, all these baby faces. He's gonna be booed. It's going to happen. So it works. It works fine. Yeah, I think that personally, for me, I didn't get the babiness feeling. Like, yeah, do I? He what MJF does in this promo moving forward is he brings up like valid points about the promotion. He yeah. during his other promos with other people, he brought up valid points about CM Punk, valid points about Jericho, valid points about all these people. That's what villainism is, is that a lot of people say that like nowadays, like being a villain is that they have good points and they just believe in them. And then they forget the second part of that sentence, which is, but then they take it to such an extreme that is so wrong that yeah. it, you can't you it is not it, it becomes morally apprehensible. Yeah, my, my, it, it, like it, like Loki is like, oh yeah, or or Thanos is like, oh I want to, oh yeah, we agree with Thanos. Oh, there's a lot, there's a lot of situations in the world that suck, in the universe that suck, and the way to fix it is, you know, we do this, and and this is what, we, or you know, we how do we fix climate change or food food shortages and all this sort of stuff? That's what Thanos believed in. We also believe that the way to fix it was killing half the universe. Yeah. I'm not saying MJF is going to kill half the universe. But I'm pretty sure what MJF is going to do about this is going to be morally apprehensible. Does that make him my, a babyface because you believe in what he's saying is right? No. My best, you know, wrestling comparison is uh, Daniel Bryan as the Plants Champion. He was, you know, singing the praises of, oh, you know, like you said, with climate change and mm-hmm. all this stuff. But because of the way he went about it, he was a heel. He was a hated heel. It worked. Uh-huh. That's just what makes a great heel. You can have valid points and have, at times, people cheer for you like they did here when he brought up the WWE guys getting paid more money. Those are valid points. But then he goes that extra limit of him you know, screaming into the mic and yelling at the poor, you know, camera guy that's counting down. Like, those are the little things that are like, oh, well, this guy still sucks. Like, you can make good points, but he's still an asshole. And you now have, 
and it's also interesting because this this mindset right of wrestler against the boss will always be compared to stone cold steve austin who ultimately became the, the biggest baby face of all time so that's the other part you play you gotta you gotta keep that line though and i think yes. have to keep that line it comes down to kind of what you said before it comes down to the fallout how stone cold you know stone cold uh they embraced that baby face embraced the baby face stuff CM I don't Punk think we're gonna have MJF kicking Tony Khan's ass on screen. Yeah, and and I think that's the idea. Is WWE? You know, I you know I never I'm you know I'm st- I'm still a young gun. I never grew up in the WCW Attitude Era. However, uh, you know I look back on it through history, and I think I and I would say that WWE embraced the idea. See, Stone Cold saying bad things about WWE, but he was getting pops for it. So WWE embraced that babyfaceism. CM Punk. People agreed with him. And the fallout to that was he kept dogging on WWE and didn't do anything like he didn't really do anything bad. CM Punk did. He just won the title and left. And then he came back. They replaced him. He won. He beat John Cena again, got the title, and then he feuded with Kevin Nash and Triple H. There's nothing CM Punk did that was morally bad. He just dogged on on WWE and people and got cheers for it because they allow that to happen because they, his actions never, his actions never were morally apprehensible. MJF is a character that has already done horrendous things. If he says this and we all agree with him, like he did in that one promo he had in the CM Punk feud, where he was talking about his being raised up as Jewish and how the hate he got for, we all felt for him. He was a baby face there too. And like the week after that, he choked. He choked. He bloodied up CM Punk and choked him out with a steel chain. Why are we yeah. falling for this stuff when, he, as as soon as MJF is back, he is probably going to do something morally apprehensible? Like yeah. I, I have no idea what he'll do, but that's how you make him a heel: is have him do horrendous things. People will be like, "Yeah, he's right," but it's ultimately how he's going about it is wrong. So what do that? They're going to I fully and that's part of it is that the idea is that this is going to hurt your trust in your company. I have a lot of trust in this company to tell their stories, right? That CM Punk section where they did a bit of the MJF babying, we all came on here, we all thought that they were babying MJF a little bit. He hasn't. He did not become an a babyface from that. He right. he they doubled down on the heelism. They're doing the same thing here. They're doing the yeah. same exact thing here. So go to the CM Punk and how that all happened, right? The reason he became such a big baby face besides that one promo is you got to remember that entire feud, he was he was feuding with John Cena, the company guy, a guy that the fans were already booing, mm-hmm. already booing. They were already, you know, sick of him. You had this let's go Cena, Cena sucks, and we've had that since then. Right? That's yep. that's where we went. And this brings up the point that you and me were talking about earlier this week. That had Cody been here, yeah, you would have had that same situation. Yeah. Because Cody, before he walked away, was getting the limited cheers and mostly boos. Mm-hmm. But who would have been that guy representing the company and representing Tony Khan? It would have had to be Cody. Yeah. 
he was the perfect option. Now, who do they have to do it ultimately? I don't know. They have plenty of options that you know you can have represent. But a a good triple threat dynamic of Punk as champion, T uh, uh, Cody as the TK representative, and MJF. That's a good. Yeah, it, it's almost as if it's a good thing Cody isn't there because then you would have had to play with MJF potentially becoming the baby face of that feud because of how sick people were of Cody in AEW. So that's an interesting part that I was thinking about when you were talking about all that. Uh, but you go back to the promo itself. Sure. And then he he brought up pretty much everything you would you saw on Twitter over the past year, especially, right? With the, you people said, oh, MJF is a good wrestler. And that happened when Darby Allen, the Darby Allen match happened. Yep. Vividly, it happened from pretty much everyone. They're like, oh, MJF good in the ring? Everyone was saying it. And he, he took that and he ran with it here. He took that and said, is it, is it because, you know, I am not fake loving New Japan pro wrestling? Is that why I'm not your favorite? And he went so real. He doesn't do the dives. He doesn't do the over-the-top moves. And he doesn't say, oh, I love, you know, strong style. What he loves, again, is the old-school wrestling. He loves Roddy Piper. He loves the Ric Flairs. He loves a lot of the guys that made WWE that empire. He loved the old school heels. He didn't, he's not going out there and saying, you know, I love Hiroshi Tanahashi and all these amazing wrestlers. And I don't love uh, Kenta Kobashi and all these. that's not what MJF loves. The reason he's in this business is because of the heels of the WWE days. And he is embracing that. Mm-hmm. I obviously Ric Flair's beside also outside of WWE, but you get my point. Yeah. Piper, he Flair, that. punk, right. you know. He and one of the other things is like I'm not untrained like your faves. I love that one. <laughs> that was a great one as well. He he I don't dump my opponents on their head. I'm not reckless. Like he went all these ways. And it's kind of this is the type of promo that I remember and this this isn't me saying MJF is anything like him. MJF is a lot better overall as a wrestler. But this is the same thing Miz kind of said during that Danielson, uh, the Daniel Bryan talking smack smack one. Yeah. When they were talking about how he didn't get hurt because he wrestled a certain way. And that was kind of what I was hearing there. What uh, something that uh, everyone says was the Miz's best promo. Yeah. And MJF studies this stuff. He knows what ticks boxes. Could he have used that as you know, not necessarily the guide to this because everything he's saying is true of how he wrestles. But there has to be a little inspiration from there, I think. Uh, you know, people say, people compare MJF and Miz all the time, which is just an absurd thing to do uh, because it's just not the same. But I love this part of the promo. This was actually probably my favorite part, believe it or not, because, you know, the WWE ribs or whatever, and the WWE guys coming in, those are great. Those are fantastic. But this is where, like, I feel like you got the best of the best from MJF. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, 
they can all be valid points, but in in to be fair, you this is all dependent on the fallout of this promo. Does he has to do something MJF has to do something morally apprehensible to make us not like him and and for and for the company to not be BB facing him. I did also love how AEW went to commercial, came back uh, and they just completely ignored it. Played like, oh yeah, this just happened, and it was the opening match. Uh, yep. They just completely ignored it, no sold it, all that stuff. Uh, and yeah, and you have those arguments that he he brought up of like ex WWE guys and frustrations, and you know it's something that you know who's the draw in this company? It's you know one of the draws is me in this show. He was the biggest draw of the show, and there and that's part of that's real frustration. That's both real frustration from fans. That's real frustration that we also kind of heard in regards to Thunder Rosa this week uh, about, you know, <laughs> I should I shouldn't I be placed in a better spot here um, rather than, you know, your other other people that constantly get focused. Uh, and yeah, and that's all fair stuff. But like I said, you bring up fair stuff as soon as you do, you have to do something morally apprehensible and then he can still be the heel and it, and, and it works yep. and then it will work. XWE guys, which by the way, I think punk is completely referencing in his promo on Friday. I think the, yep. that him being like, yeah, guys that should hold the championship like me, Danielson Moxley. That's it. Those three <laughs> XWE guys. I think they're playing into it. I think fully yeah. that if not grand slam, if all out, it's going to be MJF versus punk at some point. MJF is taking the title of, the of Punk. Big three shows at the end of the year. I kind I texted it to you on Slack. You know, this might be the summer of Punk, but by time all that happens, we'll have the fall of MJF, and I can't wait, be. baby. I think I think we're now going to experience it get pushed back a little bit. Obviously, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but the winter of MJF. I think everyone can agree the moment MJ, MJF winter the is, <laughs> winter is coming. Won, the moment CM Punk won, yeah. it sure felt like it was MJF that would beat him in the end. Yes. Because of the story, they still have the openness of, okay, well, Punk beat him using the ring. So it's like, okay, now let's get to the match. There are so many ways to go here. I think that's the way to go. I mean, there's not much to get into on the WWE guy thing. I think we've stressed that enough of like, yeah, you pay them more and, but I'm the number two hour or mm-hmm. hour by hour draw or minute, minute by minute, minute, draw. minute by neutral, um, which turned out to be true again. He was the number, yes. he, he became the number one on this show. Yes. He was the number one on this show. Uh, and it's true. Like they're using real stats. It's probably a stat that Tony Khan does have, and does acknowledge and does know. Um, and then, of course, he ends it with the he asked to be fired and he calls him a fucking mark, mm-hmm. which is blanked out on our television screens. But, you know, the wonderfulness of it being on fight around the world is we got to see the uncut, uncensored version of it on Twitter, which some I, I saw people like that obviously don't live here in the states react to it and they were like that was some of the craziest wrestling tv i've ever seen because yeah. they got they got that full stuff of him telling me don't you count down and then boom <laughs> he just you know goes all in yeah you fucking mark and when you get so real in wrestling 
it can be fantastic, and this was one of those times. This will go down no matter what as one of the best AEW promos of all time, but I think with the right follow-up, which we will get. I fully believe it. It will go down as an all-time promo overall. It will be going down as an all-time villain monologue. Yeah. And I do think he's still, I I said this to you last week, I think on the show that MJF does have that potential to be a baby face down the line. Yeah. But not right now. Not right now. You have way too much untapped heel potential still with him. I think he's finally found his full game over the past six, eight months as a competitor at he's the full package right now. And he's the hottest name in that company potentially in pro wrestling right now mm-hmm. you've got to embrace that yeah and i'm i'm ready i'm embracing it uh i've i've acknowledged it you know it's 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 great you acknowledge stuff. your uh burberry chief <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah yeah i guess i do uh yeah a great stuff uh great promo and completely agree the fallout is crucial to this promo but you and I both believe that Fallout is going to make MJF look even more like a monster, somehow more than he already has. Yeah. But it is what it is. It's wrestling. I get it. Uh, but I think I, I get wrestling, especially modern wrestling, because the modern wrestling typically forgets the past. Uh, yeah. But I think we should not forget the past on this thing. And remember that, yes, he's had a traumatized childhood. Yes, he has some valid points. But boy, howdy, is he a monster and he will kill your faves. Your faves? Faves. Damn it! Ah, I was closing out. I was strong on my finish. Ah, Damn. God. Damn. Fuck. Botchamania. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, man. Anyways. Well, now we on. have to move on. Now we have to move on. <laughs> let's move on to best of the Super Juniors. 29. Um, this fucking tournament's over. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I what do you think of the tournament overall? Uh, I think it didn't live up to my expectations. Really, it was very good. Yeah, in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. but it never came close to what I hoped for. What were you hoping for? Just for the context, I was hoping for that 2019 tournament or maybe even a little less, and I just don't think it got there. There was a number of classic matches in there. I, you know, people loved the final of this, loved the final of this. For me, it didn't reach that level. No. It was great. It was a great match. Great Great match. One of the, probably Hiromu's best match in a bit. (laughs) Definitely a bit. Uh, But didn't get to the levels of a Osprey Shingo, not even close. Um, at least for me, no. at least for me. And I watched it live purposely to see if it would. Or was the Despy uh, Despy Hiroma match the, the mask gripping? Was that last year's Super Best of Super That was twenty twenty. Twenty twenty, yeah. And that that one, I I thought that match was even better than this better. match. Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, I it, think it, that match was better. As well. it, yeah, it different. It, both emotionally strong, but that match was yes. more like emotional rivals. This match was just sort of like, I want to win. I want to go for history. And it was more like yeah. a pride, I guess, where that one was yeah. like, I hate you. But also, I love yeah. you. Um, 
I hate you because I love you. I mean, he ripped the mask off. Yeah. That's that great stuff. Get that. Yeah. And he got like, uh, was it Kishin Desperado? Um, but yeah, I, 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 I think part of that is you and I probably hyped it up more than the tournament was going to be. Maybe, you know, uh, no, no, well, yes, originally, but then once you told me the lineup, <laughs> I, my opinion started to drop, mm-hmm. and then I watched it, and I walked away thinking, okay, well, if the early MVP was Teton, and then obviously I think it was El Desperado overall, um, I mean, the best match was Robbie Eagles versus El Fantasma, man. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think this tournament was the best. I thought this tournament was pretty Hiromu good. Hiromu versus Ishimori stunk. <laughs> it stunk. And it was a block final. Yeah. I don't think this tournament was the best ever. I don't think it was the worst. I think it was pretty no. I think it was ultimately pretty good. Last year was probably the worst. <laughs> Slight, slightly if you're an, a Despy fan or if you're kind of over Hiromu, it was a disappointing final. Um I think what I did like out of it is that it what what it what it needed to be for me is sort of a boost of newness into the junior yeah. division. Mm-hmm. And you know, I not Ace Austin, my guy. Ace Austin and Alex Zane, two guys that became stars over the tournament. Ace Austin came at me on Twitter this week. I saw that. <laughs> I read your tweet. To be fair, to be fair, I saw it. I read your tweet and I didn't understand what you were trying to say. But anyways, I don't. I didn't understand what you were trying I to say. I just wanted him to stay in his character and not be Bullet Club. I see what you're saying. Well, I have an argument to that. I don't think he should be Bullet Club. I think there's a better. Sub- that was group. my point. He there's a better subgroup he needs to be a part of. Uh, I think <laughs> I I fully believe this man should be a part of House of Torture. I I'm gonna say that to my grave. Fully believe this is a pro pro hot podcast, of course. Uh, but I fully believe that this man should have joined House of Torture. One, Chris Bay is already in Bullet Club, and Chris Bay's on Impact. Uh, and so I kind of feel like that's just kind of stunting on Chris Bay a little bit, and I'm not oh, sure I feel about that. Two, all I said is he should just stay Ace Austin, not. Bullet Club Ace Austin, which is now going to cheat up the Wazoo and not be as old. He also should be in House of Torture, too, because his hair is purple. Three, he should be in House of Torture so that Show has a junior tag team partner. Yeah, I get he, you know, Show and Yo, but... Uh, You're not going to get it, but it would be a good team. It would be a great team, and I think that th- that would be the smarter move, is to move in the House of Torture in that style. Um, and help House of Torture win instead of Bullet Club. I would have liked that more. And then you also have another star of the tournament, Alex Zane. Huge, massive star. His you, We all saw his lines, super long-ass lines. We, I saw his confidence and his ability to wrestle get way better. He did way more of his kind of stuff in this, and it got him over even more. So great job, Ace. Great job, Alex. Two phenomenal stands out of this tournament. And like I said, they injected a new lifeblood into this junior division that was desperately needed. Did Wheeler Yuta hit that? To hit that? Not really. Teton a little bit. He was exciting, uh, but I don't necessarily know if he's going to be coming back constantly. Uh, L. Lindemann also exciting. Different sort of excitement, sort of that that, that technical sort of style. 
Uh, but still, I, I enjoyed L. Lindemann. But he also lost to Doki and Master Watto, and I thought that was funny. Um, Stupid. I can't wait to see Master Watto in Glee. I think L. Lindemann, and I'm going to just say this because it's personal preference, but I think he was the best overall wrestler in terms of in-ring ability in that tournament, and the fact that they had him lose to both of them <laughs> pisses me off. I thought it was so funny. <laughs> just, I just thought it was so funny that... You know, he, he beats Despi, and then he loses to Doki, and he loses to Master Watto. Doki's whatever. Doki I like a Doki. Wins. I love Doki. Well, losing to Master Watto pissed me off. That was funny. So funny to me. Um, but yeah, so I I enjoyed the tournament. I, honestly, I am still trying to finish up the tournament. I think I have one night left. Um, I watched the finals, but I just have like night 12, I think, to watch. Um, but yeah, I, I get, I get that it was... 12. What's that? Nothing. Yeah, nothing. What happened. was night twelve? Uh, let's see. Was, this, was that the block final night? Yeah, that would have been the block final night. Oh, yay! Uh, the best she match. The best match according to this was El Desperado versus El Fantasmo. Yes, it was. So yeah, that was my rating for it too as the best match of the show. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I can sort of see what you're saying that it was kind of disappointing, but I think for me, it achieved what it was trying to do in bringing new life into the junior division. And I hope, and I imagine that the G1 climax is going to do a little bit similar. Yeah. Well, the G1 climax will be better. I don't know. I, I watched a couple of wrestling tournaments this year. And I think the only one that I've vividly enjoyed from start to finish is like Dragon Gate's King of Gate. Yeah. And like I don't know. I feel like you enjoyed Cinderella. Well, that's yeah, I guess I did enjoy Cinderella, but Cinderella's weird tournament. I I can't I can't talk about Cinderella the same way I talk about these tournaments with, you know, normal matches. Like that's what I kind of mean. Uh of course I enjoyed Cinderella, but I think King of Gates like the only one that's lived up to that hope. Um and again, I think that's me having too high hopes for best of the super juniors as well sure so i do blame myself in that but overall the tournament was good um you i think if we're going to talk about you know we're not we don't have to go into it when we talk about uh the final but if you're going to turn ace austin or alex zane obviously like Alex Zane makes more sense seeing that Ace Austin is already a heel technically, but my whole point was that I just like Ace Austin the way he is. That was, that was the point. Ace Austin said, well, I'm still Ace Austin. I was like, I understand that. I, I just, I just enjoy like the work you do. And now we're going to add like the heel stick in the heel tactics of bullet club in it. And it's like, yeah. Hopefully he's more of the Ishimori type heel where he just kind of wrestles. <laughs> sure. You know, yeah. right. Not, don't become El Phantasmo. Just be yourself. And like, that's the other thing. I saw a lot of people say, well, they needed Ace Austin to join because they needed a junior to fill in for El Phantasmo. Okay. I get that. But they literally put Chris Bay in this group yeah that's why that's also why i'm sort of saying he should be in house of tortures just because well chris bay is already in here like chris bay is in what about chris bay man 
Where is Chris Bay? Yeah, <laughs> what is he doing? Slumming he's not on Slammiversary. Is he not? No. He never is on these impact pay-per-views. Yeah, well, let's, let's check. And he's part of Bullet Club, and he's not used there. Of course he's not, because Jay White's done with them. So it's like, whatever. Oh, what's, man. What's Chris Bay been doing? Chris Bay. Wrestling in Las Vegas, probably. The last... He lost an X Division qualifier, I'm pretty sure. He he lost an Ultimate X qualifier against Kenny King. Uh, and then he has two more matches that have yet to be aired, which are is that? Chris, is Bay, that? Chris Bay and Jay White versus the Briscoes, and then Chris Bay versus Raj Singh. And then that's everything for impact for him. Did he lose to Raj Singh? I know. He, uh, spoilers. Uh, Chris Bay... Uh, and Jay White lost the tag match to the Briscoes, but they beat, but he beat Raj Singh. That match is juicy. I need to see that one. I'll actually watch an Impact Television show for that one. Uh, yeah, but I don't know. I, I'm happy Ace is getting a prominent spot. I am. I am. I'm just. I'm very, very, very over the Bullet Club thing. I'm very over it. I like House of Torture because it's different from that completely. Like, I legitimately do like House of Torture. This isn't just a show gimmick. I like House of Torture. I'm excited that they're going to Glee because they get to do something outside of their comfort zone. Because guess what, people? Evil is a good wrestler. Shows are good wrestler. I enjoy Ujiro. And Dick Togo's there. <laughs> right, it, it, it quickly it quickly dropped well, a little bit well i think usually is fine in the tags and stuff i think yeah. he does his role well um and he's funny with you know the pimp stuff i think there's six i think there's six mans are fun yeah and there's six man at uh dominion which we're about to preview looks really good so it's like okay and now let's throw i enjoy let's, that part of bullet club let's throw an ace austin in there to just make it even more fun well yeah i mean i if we're gonna throw someone into there, let's throw Kenta in there, please, and save him. Oh, Kenta doesn't need to be a bull club anymore, man. I watched him on that Noah show kick Inamora's ass for like 15 minutes. It was awesome. And then <laughs> and then he had to go back to Bullet Club and he had that fun match with Tanahashi, but he doesn't get to wrestle like Kenta. Yeah. Let him wrestle like Kenta. I understand he's a different guy now, but guess what? He can still kick the shit out of people. I, I watched him do it. That no that Noah show reminded me, oh wait, maybe he can still go old school Kenta. Yeah, he can. He's just not allowed to. Because of Bullet Club. <laughs> Anyways, was there any other so obviously you talked about it? Kenta returned at the best of the Super Juniors final. So that's fun. Ace Austin turned. Ace Austin turned, joined, uh, destroyed Zest friends, and joined a uh, Bullet Club. Uh, I would have liked to have seen uh, Zest friends run a little bit. I think that would have been fun. Yeah, me too. Uh, that's also why I was upset. I was like, damn, I enjoyed their whole shtick on social media and everything. Like, yeah. that's what I followed along with. Yeah. But now we get to have a storyline where they're, they're fighting and we get to see. I fully believe. Look. The Japanese fan base are invested in Ace Austin and Alex Zane. That means we are going to be seeing Alex Zane and Ace Austin way more in New Japan. Yes. Yeah, which is yes. Chris Bay. And the difference is Chris Bay was added into Bullet Club via Impact. Ace Austin was added to, uh, to Bullet Club via New Japan. But they didn't even give Chris Bay a shot. I know. I know. 
But that's what I mean, is that is that he got over, and we're going to see may, way more Ace Austin. Maybe Chris more, May could have, too. I could see <laughs> both of those guys as future IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champions, and I cannot I wait for it. Um, any other things that happen news-wise on the show? I don't really remember. There was going to be a U.S. title match, um, but then Hiromu that got canceled. Takahashi won the best of the Super Junior. Yeah, the main event, Hiromu Takahashi. We kind of already kind of talked about it a little the, bit. We didn't talk about the match. Well, what do you want to talk about the match? I thought the match um, was great, but whatever. He won a third straight year. Okay. He won for the fourth time ever. And now we're getting him versus Yushimori again, and they didn't even put it on Dominion. <laughs> it's happening on New Japan Road at Cork and Hall. What are we doing? Which, if it's a roaring Cork and Hall, that's fine. But I still don't know if we're ever getting this because I... Uh, we were supposed to get it on Friday. Yeah. Didn't happen. Did not happen. Now we're supposed to get it at Dominion. Not getting my hopes up for that one. Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe by the time New Japan Road happens, we'll get it. With, uh, with, it's not even night one of New Japan Road. <laughs> I'm trying to see which one is it. Night four? Nope. Not night, not night four. Night five? Yeah. Night five. We're not going to get it till the 21st of, J- of June. I'm upset. Desperado loss. It is. It is literally uh, the 21st of June, and then the next event is the 26th Forbidden Door, and then after that is July 3rd. <laughs> so we're not going to get anything for a bit. But yeah, I, I'm kind of. I thought it was a great match, but I think I'm in the I'm over Hiromu camp where I'm just sort of like, all right, I. He's been he's been the same guy for me for years now, and. What, Hiromu? He is not the same wrestler that he once was. <laughs> what, as like a young lion or something? I'm saying no, like in no, New he Japan. He used to be a lot better. In New Japan, I feel like he's been the same guy. Before his a million injuries, he used to be a lot crazier and a lot better. If you That's watch true. He's, toned, he's, toned down the, Lee, he's toned down the craziness a little bit, yeah. If you watch his matches with like Dragon Lee and... Uh, Kushida, yeah, he was out of his mind with a lot of things he did. You know, he was like jumping off of the apron and crashing people. Uh, he but, was running a lot faster, and but he was also fresher. Time, he, changed. he was he was he also changed. fresher at the time. He broke his neck. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He whatever that other injury was that I can't remember from last year. Leg. Obviously, he's had the change. But, like, Something I like don't enjoy Hiromu's submission game. I think it's terribly boring. Like, when he has the – he when he locks the D on, I want him to just shut the TV off. I'm like, sucks. Like, who cares? Um, I think Hiromu's still a great wrestler. Don't get me wrong. He's still a great wrestler. But he's, to me, to me, obviously he's the ace of the division. But to me, he's not the ace of the division if you want someone to go in there and deliver a great match. Look, Adam Cole is a great wrestler too. Doesn't mean I want to see Adam Cole on my television every time, every single time in more in prominent spots. Yeah, I mean, I think Karoma is still better. Yeah, consistency wise, but I I understand what you're saying. It's kind of it's like the whole. It's not even like, oh, you know, if you go away for a while, you did go away for a while. <laughs> That's the problem. Is you went away for a very long time twice. And I, st- yeah. I still feel this way. He hasn't changed anything up. He's the same. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm yeah. sort of alluding to is that he he's yeah. basically been the same guy since he's there. His style has changed slightly. He's he's less 
He's more submission, yeah, less. <laughs> and yeah, and I think that's also part of it is that his style has changed up to the point where he has to be safer, which makes him less. I ex- get it off the wall. I get it. Yeah, I absolutely too. get it. If I broke my neck, guess what? I would too. <laughs> but to be fair, he broke his neck on something he didn't do. If I broke my neck podcasting, I don't know how it would happen. Like the move, the move that he broke his neck on was that ridiculous like package slam back thing, which obviously is not very uh, good, I, <laughs> smart. Uh, I mean, it's a great looking move if you hit it right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. Also, this the best of the Super Juniors didn't have Dragon Leaf, so it's going to be a loss for me from the start. That's probably true. Do you want to talk about Dominion then? Yeah, let's talk about Dominion. All right, we got a card for Dominion here, folks. Talk about the Dominion and sing that Dominion song. Happening in Osaka, Joe Hall as well. Uh, D-O-M-I-N-I-O-N, Dominion song. Is that what you're going for? Uh, we got if you don't say it faster than you're wrong. Help if you just sing along. Ah, I just hurt my jaw. Oh no, he broke his neck podcasting. Oh no, he's done it. The Infinity Gauntlet's waving around. It's waving at us. Thanos is here. I'm dying. Okay, well, I'm going to start this preview and you can rest up. So we're going to start off six man tag team match uh, Master Wato, Ruski Taguchi, Hiroshi Tenzan. Yeah, baby. Versus Aaron Hernari, Francisco Akira, and TJP. This is sort of also kind of a preview of that New Japan Road tag match, which will be Wato and Taguchi versus Akira and TJP for the tag titles. So look on look be on the lookout for that. Scotty, any thoughts? Or you're still dead? I'm good. Um Akira and TJP is an interesting team. Yeah. Nice little junior junior team there. It's uh yeah, it's it's uh they should win. Yeah, I would love that. I think that'd be great. Anything that involves me not having to watch Taguchi in a match right now is a win. This isn't even a Master Wato. I I prefer watching a Master Wato match than a Taguchi match in 2022. That's probably fair. <laughs> Taguchi was part of the reason I could not stand the tournament. By the way. That's also part of, part of it. Uh, and His then- best match was with Clark Connors, and it's because I didn't have to see his ass <laughs> But it was it was the match was centered about butts. <laughs> it was very much so. Oh, the match is great. I love that match. I really like that match. Uh, next match is another six man tag team match: Bullet Club, Ace Austin, El Fantasmo, and Taiji Ishimori versus Bushi, Hiromi Takahashi, and Tetsuya Naito. Man, Naito's just chilling. <laughs> yeah, uh, just it's Dominion and his match. Is as Haramu's second. <laughs> the hell, man! We go see Ace Austin and uh, Naito scrap. Yeah. Uh, do you think? I feel that you know the in the six man tag match that happened at the Bossed Finals, they obviously were teasing that. Oh, Hanari and Fantasmo. This feels like a G one climax qualifier, sort of. I, do you think they're going to continue that bit? Well, I'm just going to say it. I think they'll continue that bit and have Phantasmo beat like Bush. Well, Phantasmo will beat Bushi. Phantasmo will get the win. He's not going to pin Naito, obviously, but he's just going to get the win and be like, oh, yeah, he so. should be in the G1. So He shouldn't be, but I'm going to get him in anyways. I fully believe El Phantasmo is the future leader of Bullet Club, and you're going to and you're gonna just That's stop. That's disgusting. <laughs> and I know for a fact you're going to stop is... watching New Japan. Horrible. <laughs> 
horrible. Bullet Club's already bad. That would be awful. I've seen some people say, you know, Ace Austin has that potential, but you had the audacity to say El Fantasma. They're pulling him in the G1. It's already starting. I hope House of Torture beat that ass. Uh, speaking about horrendous, Toru Yano versus Doc Gallows in a singles match. <laughs> I know you're going to watch this because you hate yourself. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to watch this. This has to be the worst booked New Japan singles match in a very long time. And I remember last year, Toru Yano versus Chase Owens being booked. For 30 minutes. For the KOPW Cup. <laughs> I can't wait to give a review about this match next week. I'm not watching this. I couldn't. <sighs> I can't waste my time. This is going to go like 15 minutes, and it's not going to be good. <laughs> Anyways, never open weight six-man tag team title match. Evil Show and Yijiro Takahashi. Uh, defending their titles against El Desperado, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, and Zack Sabre Jr. This match is good shit. This is this is the first like match on this card that I'm like, hell yeah, let's go. Mm-hmm. Who should win though? Come on, come on, come on, come on. House of Torture should not be losing. That being said, I'm ex- I'm very excited to see. Well, I haven't seen Zack wrestling forever, anyways, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. Desperado and Kanemaru were really good together. Yep. So I welcome that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then House of Torture is House of Torture. So hell yeah. Yeah. And they're good in these six mans. What if really good actually? What if Keji Muto left Noah and joined House of Torture? Oh, be the fucking greatest group of all time, man. <laughs> you could do that. Do that for real now. Even though I'm pretty sure he's retiring. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Uh, IWGP, which is such a shame. Whoa. I didn't get to watch him beat Fujita for the title. Fuck. God, this timeline sucks. And now I have to see see Kojima face Fujita for the title. Damn it. Make a triple threat. Why not? Um, IWGP tag team title match. Bullet Club, Bad Luck Falling, Chase Owens defend their titles against United Empire team of Great Khan and Jeff Cobb. Are they winning I, the titles back? I, you want to, you know, we were talking about how, like, New Japan was, you know, jumping on the success of Alex Zane and Ace Austin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jump on the success of the Ocon train, baby. Come on. I don't know if I want to be a Come part on. of it. I don't know if I want to Great. be a be a part of any Ocon. Uh, Great Ocon. Great Ocon. Great oh he should win. After seeing those Vegas photos, I don't think I want to be a part of any train with Great Ocon. <laughs> After seeing those Vegas photos, I think I only want to be on the train. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. All right. <laughs> That's that was very funny. Um let me pull up Great Ocon. Let me pull up the uh website just to see if we have uh the next match, New Japan King of Pro Wrestling title match, Shingo Takagi versus Taichi. Uh let me see if uh I don't know if uh stipulations have been pitched yet. Um news maybe. Uh 
Oh, Sonata also returned. We forgot to talk about Sonata. I guess that makes us feel that makes you know where we're well, feeling about we, Sonata. We didn't get there yet. We didn't get there yet, did we? No, he returned at a best of super juniors final. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Sonata's back. I'm I'm he got rid of his beard too. Negro Casas is gonna be on strong. Hold on, what? He is. Um, that's not the conversation we're having though. Sonata is back. I am happy. I like Sonata. And yeah. I don't see anyone on the website talking about what the potential stipulations of this New Japan uh King, Yeah, they King haven't PW decided yet. And it's like Well, typically typically they announce yeah, they announce what that is. They haven't. That's they, the whole thing. I guess we'll crazy. find out. We'll find out at some point. Uh, I'm sure they'll announce it tomorrow. Cage match doesn't have it listed here, but we actually skipped the match. It is the AEW Interim Championship Elimination match. Hiroki Goto versus Tanahashi. We kind of already talked about it. We kind of feel Tanahashi's going to get the win. Yeah. Yeah. Should be a good match, hopefully. Never open weight championship match. Tama Tonga versus the Machine Gun, Carl Anderson. My favorite part is when Doc Gallows ducks. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that he's the only one that ducks. Yeah. <laughs> no one else. Like, oh, shit. Friendly fire. Oh, God. <laughs> shit. Fuck. Uh, this is a match. You're a big Tomatonga guy. I'm weirdly getting into Tomatonga. Well, like, you're a big, big I've always, I've always enjoyed, guy. I've always enjoyed Tomatonga. Always... Guys, Ryan's match of the year is no, the no, Tomatonga versus Evil. No, Cuff match. It's pretty high up there for you. <laughs> it's gonna be, it's gonna be number ten in my, uh, my pick pickums. Um, <laughs> I just enjoy Tomatonga, man. I what can I say? Ryan's gonna fill out his vo- uh, his voices of wrestling bracket, and he's gonna be like, "I need this on the list. My, I need it." My count out year, the end awards, is gonna be number th- my 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 the three I pick number three Tomatonga versus Evil. Gotta get the that first in there. one. The first first one. one. First one. Gotta get that in. And there. then his second one will be Tomatonga versus Carl Machine Gun Anderson. Yeah, it's probably. I mean, I could see Carl Anderson winning, but I feel like it's gonna be Tom Tonka. I can't see it, hasn't happened yet. Got him. IWGP US Heavyweight Championship match three way a returning Sonata, a returning Juice Robinson, a returning Will Ospreay. Uh, they like their uh, multi-bet matches all of a sudden because of uh, the chaos that surrounds this fucking bout. Look, in their defense, it is a U.S. title match, so uh, U.S. booking dictates we got to make it a multi-man sort of situation. It's not WWE booking. What? <laughs> what? Since what? when? <laughs> I this title. I thought I thought they were starting a partnership. They might need to toss the title in the trash and then bring it back because, <laughs> like. The cursed title continues. This to be t- cursed. This title has been cursed since its since its beginning. Practically, it feels like it. No, it's when been did- cursed since Cody lost it. Actually, <laughs> it's been cursed since Cody. Oh. Since he lost it. When did he lose? Yeah, did he, lo- he, he lose it to? Who did he beat? Juice. He lost it to Juice. Did and he then beat Juice? He lost to the Juice. And then I think he beat Juice for it. Juice won it back. Then Moxley yeah. beat Juice. And then, Mo- and then, and then Moxley pandemic. had to give it up. He never gave it he up. Had to give, oh, he did he have to, to give it up because he couldn't make the trip. Then Lance then got it. Archer won it. And then 
John Moxley won it back. Pandemic. Then he had a couple matches. Then pandemic. Then he lost it to not Kenta after that was built up forever. Then he lost it to Archer. <laughs> yes. And then Archer lost it to Tanahashi. Then Tanahashi lost it to Kenta. Then Kenta lost it to Tanahashi. Yeah. Then Tanahashi Ken- lost it Kenta- to Sonata. Kenta gets injured in that match. Yeah. Then Sonata has to give it up. And then Tanahashi wins it. <laughs> and then Juice Rock Hard, Juice Robinson wins it in the Fatal Four Way. Mm-hmm. What a lineage. Do you, what do you think is going to happen here? We're going to get Juice retaining in his first defense, Sonata getting the title back, Will Ospreay doing he his thing? He has to retain, right? <laughs> it, it really... I, mean, I could see them give it back to Sonata, mm-hmm. but like, don't, don't you want to stop and just chill out for five minutes? <laughs> watch, watch. Hopefully, hopefully Juice is good, but appendicitis is nothing to fuck with. Yeah. I could see him miss the show. Like I, I don't know how good he's doing. We watched Osprey after. Oh, he had a kidney infection, which of course is a little more extreme. But they're both pretty bad, so it's yep. like I don't know what to expect. I don't know if Juice will be rock hard enough by then. No, I, I expect these all three of these guys to be like seventy five percent at maximum. Uh, I think Sonata is probably the healthiest. Yeah, and maybe that's why you make it a three way is to. Yeah, you know, hide it up. Make it make it fifteen minute three way match. You can hide a bunch of stuff. I mean, uh, the fatal four was was baller. So that's this true. Good. That is true. In what way do you think Will Osprey is going to lose this? Get pinned here and get screwed over by refs? <laughs> I don't know. I'm interested. It's what it's the most interesting part of his matches. How is he going to lose? Uh, we'll find out. We'll find out. I think he gets stuck in the paradise lock and the referee pushes him out of the <laughs> get out of here get out of here you're in the way get out of here <laughs> and he's just like what the fuck or something in British main event IWGP beat up Bea Priestley in the middle of the ring because Bea Priestley was leaving everything I remember that they also broke up in real life yeah IWGP World Heavyweight Championship match. Kazuchika Okada defending his title against the returning, well, to Japan, Jay White. My bigger question for you mm-hmm. is who walks out at the end of this? I. AW guy or New Japan guy? Oh, you mean after this match? Yeah, I'm assuming Okada wins. Yeah, I'm also assuming Okada wins. I think. Uh, he's been doing great work. You just keep the title on him. There's no reason to take the title off of him at this point. Jay White's interesting. I could see Jay win, win, but ultimately I would just keep it on Okada. I would too, especially for the Forbidden Door show. Now, you could have like, you know, an Adam Cole come out and, you know, because they have that, they built that up for on AEW and Adam Cole come out and, and, and distract Okada and maybe that helps Jay White win. Um, you know, if Jay White's winning, it's going to be on distractions probably, uh, which I don't like for New Japan. But um, Jay we'll White's see. won slightly clean before. Yeah, I think he has. And I don't think he necessarily needs the distractions. But I don't know. I mean, he's three and one against Okada. Do you think, well, do you think, oh, I guess that's what you're also kind of saying is 
there well i i was assuming you were talking about like coming out to help distract or whatever no, no but you no. mean post-match okada wins yeah. a challenger he's laying down that challenge it's got to be hangman right i mean oh uh, well dave says no i think i think that's a good idea i like the idea of hangman not going after the aew title and then going after the iwgp title losing that perhaps then he goes after the ring of honor title with gresham loses that then flies over to Glee and faces El Lindemann and loses Ooh. that. And he flies. <laughs> I don't like him to Jonathan Gresham. <laughs> well, maybe he can win that title. I don't know. But uh, uh, I like the I idea have... of him losing the Okada for a, a title match. I think it just helps his story. Yeah, I think it's good. Or, 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 or the American Dragon. <sighs> the American because Dragon now, Dragon. now. You can have double Blackpool Combat Club title matches oh, as, your, as your double main event. Danielson is now open for a match. Yeah, he for sure is. I'm sure Moxley and him were teaming. But Assuming now, him and Yuta are not doing some sort of some, some something else. That's interesting. That's Please interesting. Please not waste Danielson teaming with Yuta. No offense to Yuta. I think I think if Danielson is not in the G1, then yes. But I feel like if he is in the G1, then then he won't be the challenger. I think everyone's sense? getting their hopes up for the G1 thing. Me I don't too. Me too. I don't. I don't think they put they put Wheeler Yuta in the best of Super Juniors. I don't think they're putting Danielson in the G1 climax. Yeah, they'll put like. I could see. I mean, I don't know. They're gonna put in someone Daniel who needs Garcia. <laughs> Nah, he's. I think. No, nah, that's junior. That's he'd junior. be a junior, right? Could Hangman be in the G one? Eddie. Oh yes, Eddie can be in the G one, and Eddie will do a great job in the G one. Obviously, he'll do a great job. He'll just have the reddest chest of all time, though. He's yes. gonna be like, chop the shit out of me. Yes, Eddie in the G one would be great. Uh, they could do Adam Cole in the G one, and that would be good for AEW television. <laughs> Hear me out. Hear me out. I think that'd be great. Oh that'd be great. Um, besides that, uh, Malachi Blackwood could be fun, but I don't think that's going to happen. Maybe a Brody King, but I don't think that's going to happen if it's just them. I think Brody King and Malachi could be in the um, uh, World Tag League, maybe. Um, I was looking at the roster. Eddie Kingston, I think, would be honestly the best choice. Um. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much. It. I'll probably go with if we're picking one guy or Miro. <laughs> Fuck it, Miro. Why no. not? No. Why not? No. Why not? I'm done with acting like Miro's just this, you know, top of the line premier worker. He's good. Yeah, He's good. It's great. But is he G one good? There's only one way to find out. That's true. What about Pac? I don't think Pac would ever happen. No, it won't because of Dragon Gate. But listen, listen, hear me out here. Yep. Let Pac go back to Dragon Gate. <laughs> what about what about Swerve? Uh, he was actually the person that popped in my mind because he's in that area. What about Kate? Mr. Mayhem, Wardlow? They would not put him in there. Well, hear me out. Nope. 
All right. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Give me Keith. Yeah, no matter what, it's an AEW wrestler that's going to come out. Um, and it's going to be... It's going to be Hangman, right? I think, I, think, I, I think it could be Hangman. I, I think Brian Danielson's another huge, massive pick. Um, do you have Brian Danielson lose to Okada? Is yeah, that that's the shit? It's Okada. It's true. That's true. And I think Danielson would be okay with it. It's gonna losing. be Kenny, okay, guys? It's gonna be Kenny. It's all right, guys. It's gonna be Aaron Solo. It's gonna be QT Marshall. We all get it. We I all know, know the score. Went from Kenny Omega to QT Marshall. But by the way, if it was Kenny Omega, which it won't be, that would have to be. Yeah, oh, 100 percent 100 percent I would I I would I would also say that look, if I, if it if it's if it's <laughs> if it's Okada and Hangman, then the AEW title can main event. If it's Okada and Danielson, one hundred percent that's main event. No, no yeah. way, no way that wouldn't be. Yeah, it would be insane. It would be, be your, insane. I think, I think that would kind of be your replacement for a Punk Tanahashi, though. Like that Ooh, feels yeah. like that same like mindset level. That dream, that super dream match. Yeah, yeah. I could, yeah, yeah, that could be good. Yeah, that could be real. That could be real good. Dax Harwood. Dax Harwood. Now we're talking, baby. Dax the Axe. Hiya. Hiya. Give me. It's my Miss Picky impression. <laughs> D- Dax the Axe comes out. Hiya. Oh boy. <laughs> Oh boy, we've lost it. We're at the end of the show here, so you know we're losing it. Yeah, this was this almost was as long as usual. I think we can wrap up. Yeah, I'm okay wrapping up. Uh, Scotty, wrap it up in a nice boat. Yeah, a little. <laughs> it's a little bit of Julia Child. Have you ever seen Julia and Julia? I have in theaters, baby. Do you know what that match, that show, that movie was? I'm guessing it's not about the one Julia that I like. So no. Heart? <laughs> nope. Uh, it was Amy Adams was like a chef lady, and then she was following the the cookbook of one Julia Child, uh, who was a famous French cook, uh, and it was also like her biography. So it was like that. So that's fun. Sure. And, and and Julia Child sounds kind of like this. So that's fun. Anyways, what's your match of the week? Uh, <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> moving on. What's your match of the week, baby? What? Okay, double or nothing doesn't count. Uh, oh, uh, Young Bucks and Lucha Bros. From uh, Rampage? What other show would it be from? <laughs> <laughs> No, from All Out. That's why I rewatched it. It was like, yeah, this match. This is my match of the week, baby. No, yes, of course it's the Rampage one. Well, should, should Here's a question. So should our match of the weeks be just for matches from the past week, or can there be matches we saw this week? I mean, then which, we can which, get to Which typically pertain, you know, obviously, typically pertain. To the past week. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I guess we could fit in if you watch something old that you're like, yeah, this is hype and I want to talk about it. 
That's true. Anyways, do you, have, do you have an entry? No, no, it's something I thought about. <laughs> uh, my awesome. match of the week is uh, John Moxley versus Daniel Garcia. I, that was a straight up Ryan Knightsy special. That was, that's my boy Howdy match of the week. I thought that, that was my true. runner up. That match was so good, <laughs> so good. It was so freaking good. I loved it so much. John Moxley is currently ranked for my number five wrestler of the year, and he's probably going to climb higher this week. We're doing a classic end of show early bit of who's our who's our wrestler of the year so far. Fun fact: I'm tied at number one. Wow. Uh, uh, number one. <laughs> okay, yeah, that sounds sarcastic about it. Uh, number one, I'm tied at with Okada and Adam Page. Apparently, are number one. Adam Page, baby. Um, that's cool. <laughs> my my top three are separated by. Okay, so let's one to two is by one point, and three to four is. A half point. Mm. Mm. So we're sizzling here going into the summer. Who's your who's your indie wrestler of the year so far? My indie wrestler of the year. See, this is difficult because everyone's signed. Mm. I'm assuming you're asking US indie wrestler of the year. No, no, I'm not. Because my indie wrestler of the year is, is unsigned and not American. Who the fuck is that? Who the fuck? Not American. Yes. Is it Erie? No. Currently, it's currently it's Michael Oku. Oh, it's not bad. Yeah, that's not a bad. Not, I don't think that's a bad choice so far. The year. It's not Michael Oku for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't even know where he is. Oh, he is a whopping eighty third. Nope. Yep, eighty third. He's number twenty five for me. He's he's uh, tied with Nick Jackson, apparently. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. So, who's your indie wrestler of the year? Uh, I don't know who considered indie anymore. Well, are they signed anywhere? Uh, it's probably Erie. Well, that, that's good. I need. I still need to watch that Glate match. Come on, man! <laughs> Come on! I now that I've off work, I have all the time to watch catch up and on all this race. stuff. Thank God we're not doing a match race, am I right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I watched like 150 <laughs> matches in in April. It was bad. I got super busy be, at this, work. This would be comeback time, and that yeah. would be gross. Yeah. Um, oh God, I don't miss that at all. <laughs> this, Wrap up the show. Oh wait, next week we're not recording on Sunday. Thank you. That's what I was going to say. Uh, we're not recording on Sunday next week. We're still going to be doing a live show, but that's going to be happening on Monday. So if you're at work uh, and you're just bored in the office, you can uh, pop up Twitter, pop up YouTube, pop up Twitch, uh, pop up Facebook even, uh, and you can be able to watch us live discuss uh, Hell in a Cell, Dominion, Triple Mania. Um, that's probably it. And other things. Yeah. Other things. There's of that probably elk. something else in there. Probably be some other news items. Um, so we will see what happens. So, uh, I have been Ryan Knights. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryan Knights. You can follow Scotty at Scott E Wrestling. Um, this has been Ring Post Radio. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you get podcasts, not just a live show. We also do a podcast. Um, and we also got, so we got some bonus content coming your way, but uh, we'll, we'll keep get we'll keep those on the wraps until that's uh, recorded in uh, 
we have some stuff. But you, you, you guys know. You guys know. We've talked about it before. Maybe well, you guys know. Um, but we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um, so that is it for this week's episode of Ring Post Radio. Uh, we very much appreciate it. Leave a five-star review if you're so kind on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. See ya. <laughs>